let's talk about kerala those of you who don't know it's a state or a province in india and uh, it's quite famous for both its modernity as well as its ancient past so i'm not going to tell you much but i'm going to read a passage a really long passage from uh, shashi tharoor's book it's called india from midnight to the millennium and beyond so let's start it is not often that an american reference seems even mildly appropriate to an indian case but a recent study established some astonishing parallels between the united states and the state of kerala the life expectancy of a male american is 72 years that of a male keralite is 70 years the literacy rate in the united states is 95% in kerala it is 99% the birth rate in the united states is 16 per 1000 in kerala it is 18 per 1000 but it is falling faster the major difference is that the annual per capita income in kerala is around 300 dollars to 350 dollars whereas in the united states it is 22500 dollars about 70 times as much kerala has in short all the demographic indicators commonly associated with developed countries at a small fraction of the cost kerala's demographics are unique it has the highest population density of any indian state its women outnumber its men and it has a higher rate of literacy than the united states including two districts where every resident above the age of 6 is literate its working men and women enjoy greater rights and a higher minimum wage than exist anywhere else in india it was the first place on earth to democratically elect a communist government remove it from office reelect it vote the communists out and bring them back again when the italian political system saw the emergence of a communist party willing to play by the rules of liberal democracy the world spoke of euro communism but kerala had already achieved indo communism much earlier subordinating the party of proletarian revolution to the ethos of political pluralism malayalis are highly politically aware when other indian states were electing film stars to parliament or as chief ministers a film star tried his political luck in kerala and he lost his security deposit malayalis rank high in every field of indian endeavor including in their ranks many top national civil servants eminent editors innovative writers and award winning filmmakers more important 
Kerala is a microcosm of every religion known to the country. Its population is divided into almost equal fourths of Christians, Muslims, caste Hindus and scheduled castes, each of whom is economically and politically powerful. The Christians of Kerala belong to the oldest Christian community in the world outside Palestine, converted by Jesus' disciple Saint Thomas. Islam came to Kerala not by the sword as it was to do elsewhere in India, but through traders, travelers and missionaries. And Jews fleeing from uh, Babylonian attacks and later Roman persecution found refuge and acceptance in Kerala. Kerala's outcasts, one group of whom the pariahs gave the English language term for their collective condition, suffered discrimination every bit as vicious and inquitous as in the rest of India, but overcame their plight far more successfully than their countrymen elsewhere. A combination of enlightened rule by far-thinking Maharaja's progressive reforms within the Hindu tradition and changes wrought by a series of left-dominated legislatures since independence have given Kerala's scheduled castes a place in society that other Dalits across India are still denied. Part of the secret of Kerala is its openness to the external influences Arab, Roman, Chinese, British, Islamist, Christian, Marxist that have gone into the making of the Malayali people. More than two millennia ago, Keralaites had trade relations not just with other parts of India, but with the Arab world, with the Phoenicians and with the Roman Empire. From those days on, Malayalis have had an open and welcoming attitude to the rest of humanity. When St. Thomas brought Christianity to Kerala, well before it reached Europe, he made converts among the high-born elite. After the early Jewish refugees escaping Babylon 600 years before Christ, Jews fleeing Roman persecution found refuge in Krangenor in AD 68 and flourished there until Europeans came to Kerala to persecute these same people 1500 years later, at which point they found a new welcome in another Kerala town, Cochin. As for Islam, not only was it peacefully embraced, but it found encouragement in attitudes and episodes without parallel elsewhere in the non-Islamic world. In one example, the all-powerful Zamorin of Calicut asked each fisherman's family in his domain to bring up one son as a Muslim for service in his Muslim-run navy. It was Probably a Malayali seaman, one of many who routinely plied the Arabian Sea between Kerala and East Africa, who piloted Vasco da Gama, 
the Portuguese explorer and trader to Calicut in 1498. In turn, Malayalis brought their questing spirit to the world. The great Advaita philosopher Shankaracharya was a Malayali who travelled throughout the length and breadth of India on foot in the 8th century, thereby laying the foundations for a reformed and revived Hinduism. To this day, there is a temple in the Himalayas whose priests are Nambudiris from Kerala. In the 5th century AD, the Malayali astronomer Arebhatta deduced a thousand years before his European successors that the earth is round and that it rotates on its own axis. It was also he who calculated the value of pi 3.1614 for the first time. But a recitation of names for one could invoke great artists, musicians and poets, enlightened kings and learned sages throughout history would only belabor the point. Kerala took from others everything from Roman ports to Chinese fishing nets and gave to the rest of India everything from martial arts and systems of classical dance to the skills of its hard-working labor force. Keralites never suffered from inhibitions about travel. An old joke suggests that so many Keralite typists flogged to stenographic work in Bombay, Calcutta and Delhi that Remington became the name of a new Malayali subcaste. In the nation's capital, the wags said that you could not throw a stone in the central secretariat without injuring a Keralite bureaucrat, nor was there in the Kerala tradition any prohibition on venturing abroad. None of the ritual defilement associated in parts of North India with crossing the black water. It was no coincidence that Keralites were the first and the most to take advantage of the post-oil shock employment boom in the Arab Gulf countries. At one point in the 80s, 1980s that is, the largest single ethnic group in the Gulf Shaktum of Bahrain was reported to be not Bahrainis but Keralites. The willingness of Keralites to go anywhere to do anything remains legendary. When Neil Armstrong landed on the moon in 1969, my father's friends laughed. He discovered a Malayali already there, offering him tea. All this speaks of a rare and precious heritage that is the patrimony of all Malayalis, a heritage of openness and diversity of pluralism and tolerance of high aspirations and varied but considerable accomplishment. To be a Malayali is also to lay claim to a rich tradition of literature, dance and music, of religious diversity, of political courage and intellectual enlightenment. With all this, Keralites tend to take pride in their collective identity as Malayalis. Our religion, our caste, our region come later, if at all. There is no paradox in asserting that these are qualities that help make Malayalis good Indians in a plural society. 
You cannot put better ingredients into the melting pot.